Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to my podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of one, a stepmom of three, a coach, an entrepreneur, and a conversation opener, bent determined to live a kick-ass life. You are looking for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life. You are listening to the right podcast. Life can be hard, really, really hard. But I believe that it's possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. In fact, I'm grateful for all life's challenges. I really, really am because I really believe that overcoming the tough stuff makes life that much better. Each week, I am going to bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts that will inspire you to live your own version of kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited for this episode. And uh, yeah, so let's just, I don't really know. Sometimes I find these introductions super weird because I don't really know what to say. But today's guest is Caitlin Nyer. She has a lifestyle and motherhood YouTube channel, and she is freaking amazing. In this episode, we dive into single parenting and divorce, co-parenting, marriage, and get this, dating your ex-husband. Yes, that's right. Caitlin is dating her ex-husband. I know you didn't expect that. And uh, you know what? I'm going to let her tell you the whole story, but this episode is so fun. Caitlin's values and her boundaries about co-parenting and marriage and sharing her life online, they are so aligned with mine. And I don't know, I just really loved this conversation. Now, I am recording the introduction to the episode before it has even gone to editing. So I don't know if you're going to notice or not, but today's big lesson was that trying to record a podcast episode in the middle of the day when all the kids are here is a really bad idea. Uh, I don't even really know where to start. Apparently, what if my stepson's misunderstood, please be quiet, I'm recording an episode for blast music in the room underneath my office and then bang around in the kitchen right next door. I literally had to pause the recording a couple times to basically go give him shit. So if I sound a little bit frazzled on the episode, that is why. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Like, let's, why? Why did I need to tell you that? You probably wouldn't even have noticed, or maybe you will. I don't know. It depends on how good my editor is today. Uh, but I want to make sure that everyone knows that all the moms and the stepmoms are on the struggle bus right now. I want to be real. Life isn't as perfect as it appears online, even for those who are trying to keep it real and working and creating content from home with kids. It just involves a lot of shushing and some very frustrating moments. And I just want to bring you along on the whole journey with me. Sometimes I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? So that was me today. Before we get to the episode though, I do have something for stepmoms listening. So if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you grab my free ebook, The Secret to Improving Your Step Family Life. It has 10 strategies. It actually might be 11, but strategies and mindset shifts that if you implement will minimize your step family stressors and improve your co-parenting relationship. I'm also going to send you a copy of my guide of another guide, how to co-parent with a high conflict ex. So you're going to have all my best tips and strategies and be covered in all departments. So if you want to grab your copy, www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash free guide. And uh, yeah, you will be all set. 
Now, let's get to the episode. Remember, if you are listening, be sure to let us know what you think on Instagram by tagging at Jamie Scrimger and at Kaylin Nyer. We love hearing from you, and I love to see what you're doing when you're listening and just connecting with you guys. So be sure to share it out. All right, let's dive in. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for this conversation. I love a good love story. I love a unique story. And I cannot wait to introduce you to my people, which actually, they probably know who you are. Um, You have quite the YouTube following. So before we dive in, do you want to kind of give us a bit of an introduction on who you are, what you're all about, and what you've got going on? Sure. Um, so I, my name is Caitlin Nyer and I create YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel where I spend most of my time and I post about three videos a week of all things, motherhood, uh, marriage, lifestyle. Um, we're recently buying a house right now. And so we're doing a lot of home stuff, but just kind of whatever is going on in my life is what I share. Um, and then I'm also over on Instagram. You can find me at Caitlin Iyer over there as well. And I kind of do the same thing. They kind of feed off of each other. Yeah, I love that. That You know, typically people have one big platform and then the rest kind of feeds it for sure. Now, can you give us a little bit of a background on your family and just, you know, what you guys have going on over there as well? Sure. So I am a divorced uh, mom who was dating her ex-husband, which we can dive into here in a second. Um, but we actually have a daughter together. She is almost four years old. Her name is Scarlett and she is such a sweet, uh, spunky little girl. And um, she's our only one. We also have a little dog who's a multi-poo and he's He's so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those are the cutest dogs. My mom used to have a, a multi-poo named Chloe. Um, they're just so tiny. They are. Yes. I hope, hopefully he's quiet during this interview. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know, real life happens. So I'm sure everyone just heard you say I'm dating my ex-husband. Like let's back yeah. the truck up. <laughs> what do you, what, what, give us the lowdown on um, that story. Okay. So uh, where do I begin? Oh my goodness. Um, Basically, we divorced last year after being married for three years and being together for four. And um, we had been doing all the things to strike to try to stay together. But we ended up deciding that divorcing and separating would ultimately be best. And somehow we found our way back to each other uh, at the beginning of this year, January 2020. And um, we've been dating ever since. And like I said, we're we actually just bought a house together. So we are moving back in together because we have been living separately And we are in the process of actually putting our family back together, which is just so incredible. And I had no idea this is where life was going to be last year when we were going through our divorce. Yeah. So you guys have only, so how long have you been technically divorced for just a year? Yes, just a year. We had been separated on and off um, prior to that. So the divorce was not really anything different, I guess. Um, It was just finalized officially last year. Yes. So how long in total did you guys not live together then? Uh, We have been living separately for about 14 months um, consecutively, I guess. We had been separated for a couple months at a time um, prior to that as well. Yeah. And so when you went from being married and you're, you know, how how old was your daughter at the time? Um, She was two and a half when we officially decided to live separately. Yeah. And two and a half, that's a busy, busy age. So what was that like being a, you know, all of a sudden finding yourself in single motherhood? I have a couple of different emotions actually, um, that I'd like to talk about. It was terrifying. It was scary, but 
I also felt very empowered and um, independent. And that was also an amazing feeling that came out of it. I have to say we both, um, both, I'm going to call him Ty because that's his name. And I'm not really quite sure how to refer to him. He's not yeah. my husband. It's weird to say boyfriend since we have been married. So we're just going to call him Ty. Um, but we both came from um, divorced families and uh, generations of divorce. And so um, I have an amazing stepdad who has actually adopted me and um, he's a huge part of my life. And so I had that reassurance that, you know, since things weren't going to be working out in our marriage, there was hope. And so that's kind of what I hung on to through the divorce. And um, that's just kept well, that's just what I kept uh, reaching for. And that was my, um, my piece through all of it. But of course, when you're going through a divorce, it's not something you ever plan on or something you go into a marriage thinking that's going to be part of how your life ends up. And so it's terrifying and scary and, um, you know, being on your own financially and, um, as a parent, as a mother, it is very scary. Not to mention, I actually, uh, I moved to Arizona with him. Um, I'm not from here. All of my family is actually back in the Midwest. We're from Kansas. And so I, I had his family out here who was very much a, a big part of my life, but I didn't have my mom, um, mm-hmm. or my, my family who my direct family. And so that was, uh, that was a challenge too. Yeah, no, I can imagine all your people and all your support are just kind of across yeah. the country or in another state or, or wherever. Oh, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So when I talked to my husband about his first marriage and the person that he was, you know, when he was in that marriage, because, you know, you learn so many lessons and you overcome so much and you're growing as a person. And I always say that when I look back, probably from his perspective, he's a completely different person. She's a completely different person. Like everyone grows when you go through such a challenging, challenging time. Like, do you find that with the two of you now, you know, who you were before versus who you are now? Like, obviously, for it to work out, something has to have changed. Absolutely. And, you know, we actually joke around and we say divorce was the best thing that could happen to us because we wouldn't be in this uh, new mindset had we not experienced divorce and had we not experienced um, dating other people because we did date other people. And that is actually what brought us back together. And I know that saying the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And Um, you know, in the situation that is correct, we definitely realized what we were missing and what was, you know, we we realized that it was worth fighting for after all, even though we had been fighting for our marriage for so long through counseling and separation and doing what we thought was right. What we really just needed was a wake up call, I guess, and some separation, some permanent separation. And that is what brought us back together. Yeah. Because we, I I feel like there's this, I don't know. Tell me if you are agree with me here. I feel like a lot of people think that marriage is supposed to be easy and that, you know, so many people do end up ending their marriage and and things don't get better. Like you end up dating someone else and you end up realizing, oh, it wasn't actually that bad. What's that saying? It's like you, you have to, the grass is green where you water it or whatever, whatever that is. But you know, you have to do the work and put in the work into your own marriage. And sometimes when you go out into the real world, you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we could have done something there. Yeah, absolutely. And I I do want to mention too, we took our relationship, our first relationship (laughs) um, prior to divorce, we took that relationship very fast. A lot of things happened all at once and we rushed into things, not even necessarily realizing it. Um, I mean, we 
moved in together within a couple months of knowing each other. We moved across the country uh, five months after knowing each other. We were uh, pregnant twice, miscarried our first child in one year, and then at the same time got engaged, married, bought a house. We did it all um, in a short period of time. And it was very overwhelming. I think as a person, as a marriage, starting out our marriage that way, it was just a lot for both of us to handle. And at the same time, I was starting up my YouTube business and um, he had just gotten out of the military. And it was just, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of factors that um, really played a part in ourselves that really reflected on our marriage. And so um, I think we are both just in better places now and have matured and grown up a lot and I mean, we got married young. I, I think it was young. At least I was uh, 24 when I got married and had my first child. And there's a lot of growing up in your mid twenties. that you Oh, go through. I know. You have this uh, visual of what a marriage is like. And uh, when it doesn't go that way, it, I mean, at least for me, I'm speaking from my point of view, it, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When things aren't going how you expected them to go, it's hard to kind of comprehend what's happening. And you, you think that, okay, this, this isn't what I thought marriage was going to be. So this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And so to realize, at least I have over the past year through our divorce, that things that used to bother me and things that um, used to bother him are things we now accept about each other. And um, we, we recognize each other's flaws and we are, you know, we don't hold that against each other. We're just trying to, to be more of a partner now than getting frustrated about things that frustrate us about the other person, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. It's about accepting those flaws and not be, not trying to change those little things that drive you crazy. Absolutely. And of course, there's still going to be those moments. And, um, as we are talking about, moving in together, which is actually happening in two weeks. All of these emotions are starting to kind of come back to me. And I'm, of course, nervous because we're in such a good place right now. We're doing so good, um, you know, as a family unit and and our relationship that, of course, this big change is a little nerve wracking because, you know, you don't want it to affect the good right now. But um, I think going into it the second time, you at least know what to expect. Yeah, no, for sure. And you've grown, right? You're, you're a completely different person now. So when you think back to how you deal with say marital issues, I know you're talking about kind of like not sweating the small stuff, but is there anything that you do differently now that you think plays a huge role in how you, you know, how your relationship is is turning out? Absolutely. I'm a very, um, type A person and a one-sided person and I have trouble I can admit that I feel like I do things the best in our relationship and, you know, as a, as a parent and a mom, and I feel like my way is usually the best way and the most efficient way. And, um, I, I'm not proud to say that, but it's the truth. And so I've always wanted that partner unit and I'm realizing that, Hey, that's part of my flaws. I'm the person who's not giving him enough effort. And I'm the person who in this relationship who isn't giving him a chance to, do the things that are, are frustrating me um, when it comes to parenting and, you know, being a husband and, and I'm trying to take a step back and, you know, let him parent more and let him, you know, take some of the things off of my to-do list. And um, I, I don't have to do it all trying to really uh, embrace a partnership and um, not be so independent and stubborn like I am. So that's personally what I am trying to do going into this new marriage. But I think, I'm sorry, new relationship. We're not engaged, not yet. <laughs> but I, I think that um, overall, just 
being more open. And I know people say communication is key when it comes to relationship. And I can't agree with that more. Um, it really is. Communication is what binds a relationship and expressing how you're feeling, even when you don't want to is extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, I talk about this all the time. If you keep things inside and you don't say if something's bothering you, it just starts to build up and it starts to build up. And then you end up losing your mind over something as simple as a sock. And then you have this argument that you actually don't even know what you're arguing. So you can't even really solve the problem, right? Like it's just builds and builds and builds until kind of gets to that point of no return. Absolutely. And I do want to say too, not only just communicating the the frustration and the things that you aren't happy with, but communicating the good things too, the positive things, the things that make you happy and the things that are what you're appreciating about him and stuff like that. So that's something I'm trying to communicate everything, all of it, just talking more and having more conversations about anything and everything and not getting so caught up in life and business and, um, you know, still making time for those conversations. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Now I read this book, the compound effect. Have you ever by Darren Hardy? Have you ever heard of it? It's, um, it's a self-help book and it really talks about how the little choices that you make every single day just compound. And then, you know, that is the outcome of your life, right? Like all those daily habits. And he actually talked about a time in his relationship where he felt like his relationship was good, but not as good as it could be or should be. And he actually made, I think he wrote it down in a book every single day, something positive or something that he really, really liked about his wife. And, uh, he did it for a whole year. He committed to doing that. And he says it basically changed his marriage and changed his relationship. He ended up giving her the list at some point. Um, but when you're always looking for the bad and thinking about the things that aren't working, you see more of that, right? But if you're looking for the things that, you know, you love and you're telling them even the things that you love, it really starts to compound as well. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's absolutely true. And something that I've had to um, really understand, that's something I've learned over the past year, especially being divorced. And I couldn't agree with that more. Mm -hmm. Now, now here's a question for you. How did you guys start dating again? Because you're dating other people. You're not living together. You're doing the thing, um, single mom thing. How did that, how did that happen? You know, I wish I could give you an exact answer, but it's one of those things that just so naturally happens that you realize, Hey, like this feels right. I will say I was dating a couple people and there was one person that, um, I saw potential. Um, and not, I would not say things were serious. Things were not serious, but we were spending more time together. And I think Ty started to, um, struggle with that a little bit and it still didn't quite feel right for me, but I was trying to give people chances and just have fun. You know, you're finally single and, um, you're able to do those things. And so I was trying to allow myself to find happiness and, and just the dating process, not necessarily a new relationship because I wasn't there, but in the dating process. And so, um, I think that well, Ty really struggled with that. I don't want to speak for him, but I think he struggled with that from my perspective. And, um, he started, coming around more. And, um, we started talking more and having just natural conversations. I want to say too, throughout our divorce, it was very amicable. We agreed on everything. There was no fighting. There was nothing. Um, what you, you envision in a divorce, at least in my opinion, what you division a divorce being like, it wasn't like that for us. 
Uh, we got along the entire time. He was wonderful. And I think just seeing how he responded through our divorce and seeing how we still had that connection that we didn't realize that was there kind of naturally led us back together. And I think the turning point for us was my daughter's birthday. Uh, we had a birthday party for her. She has a December birthday. And for some reason that day, something just clicked with me and I think with him. And um, I, I can't put my finger on it. It's just that natural connection that you realize you have with that person. And yeah, I, I don't even know if this is making sense, but it's no, it just, totally does. It totally does. I think the best things in life you can't fully explain, right? And just naturally, you know, we started spending more time together and having those conversations and slowly, but surely we said, are we doing this? You know, is this going to happen? Are we doing this? Cause if we're doing this, this is it. We're not going to play around with, you know, our daughter. Uh, we don't want her getting confused. Um, she's getting older and we don't, you know, we want what's best for her. And if it's best for her, for us to continue trying to work on us, then let's do it. But if this is going to be a game, let's not do it. And we are very much on the same page about all of that. So we started to close our connections with other people and really started to focus on our new relationship from a, a new perspective, a brand new relationship, leaving mm -hmm. behind us in the past, which is hard to do, but was necessary. Yeah. I'd love to dive into that a bit. So what does that even look like? Because you had issues that led to the end of your marriage. So obviously there was stuff to work through. How did you start fresh? Well, we started implementing, um, this was pre pandemic too, which made it a little difficult to do this once that started, but we started implementing um, weekend date nights. So every single weekend, no matter what, whether we did something small, we would have a Saturday night date night. And that is when we would spend dedicated time to each other. I think something for us that we both struggled with um, having our first child, we, we weren't really focusing on our marriage. We were more consumed in being parents. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And we started trying to put, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I started trying to put him first and he started putting me first. And working on our relationship and realizing that we can't be a happy family unit if mom and dad aren't, aren't there. And mm -hmm. so something along the lines with us clicked that this is, this is a number one priority, having a date night, which is what we were needing, um, dedicated time to each other was very important. So we started adding babysitting into the budget and just dedicated time where we could sit down and have conversation and it was wonderful. It was uh, what really brought us back together. Yeah. And were, were you ever like in these conversations, when you did this, when we were together, this really made me feel like this, or just to kind of hash through things that had happened in the past, or was it just a clean slate, new relationship? Let's just start over. No, we definitely had some tough conversations because at the beginning of our new relationship, uh, you made a disagree with this, but I personally can say that I was not hundred percent in, um, I was very, very, uh, reserved and I wasn't quite sure that's the direction I personally wanted to go because I feel like, you know, I, I, from my perspective, I was like, okay, listen, like we're here. There's a reason we divorced. So is this where we're going to be again in a couple years? Um, because I don't, I, I'm not playing games. I don't want to, and it wasn't a game but I just didn't want 
to be in the same position. If we weren't meant to be together, I didn't want to be in this position again because it had been so hard going through all of this. And I think I just had to, both of us, we both just had to focus on the here and now and the feelings we were feeling in that moment, not the feelings we were feeling from September, 2018, you know, something like that. We had to focus on just how we were feeling in this moment in time and saying what we needed to say in the moment of time, just speaking in the moment and having those conversations in the moment. If something happened that he did that bothered me, that made me think of a time that bothered me in the past, I would say it. And I would communicate with that with him and say, Hey, this reminds me of this one time. And this is why I'm frustrated or something like that, but also trying not to dwell on the past so much, because like you said, we were different people back then going through, going through a divorce changes people. It gives you a different mindset. Um, even if you end up dating your ex-husband, you still have a different mindset. And, uh, I, I don't want to judge him for who he was two years ago. And I don't want him to do the same for me. Yeah. I love that. Now, what do you want people to know about divorce? Like, is there anything that you, you know, that you share with your YouTube channel or that you, you know, share with your good friends about what that process feels like or looks like or what you want people to consider prior to going that route? My number one thing that I want to say about this is divorce does not have to be a bad thing. Divorce does not have to be ugly. Divorce doesn't have to be fighting and I know a lot of times it looks like that, but it doesn't have to be like that. It can be how you make it. Divorce can be how both parties make it. If you go into a divorce and um, you have that mindset of it being this terrible thing, then it's going to be a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. If you go into thinking that like, okay, we can work through this. doesn't mean you're going to get back together like we did in our situation, which wasn't our plan. But we still had an amicable divorce. If you go into a divorce thinking like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do, we're going to work together. And I know it takes two. Um, and I know not a lot of people have experiences like this through divorce. But um, if you can get on the same page about the big things and um, not be greedy and not be mean, you <laughs> just don't be mean and respect the process and respect the other person through a divorce. It doesn't have to be bad. A divorce could lead you to a new relationship or in our situation, it brought us back together. Mm-hmm. It can be, a, it can be a clean slate, whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that, and I know there's so many people who are listening to us and like, yeah, but it's so hard and there's so many emotions involved and, you know, different values and different priorities that that's, I think where co-parenting becomes really, really complicated and things get a little bit high conflict. Do you have any advice for people who, when they're feeling those emotions or they just kind of want to lash out or they're so, so overwhelmed, those are the situations where things can go sour. And I'm sure you and Ty had times where you're like, I could really get mad right now. Like this could go, this could be really bad. What are your strategies for dealing with those emotions? Okay. So let me just start off by saying I am a child of that kind of divorce. Um, Yeah. I'm a child of, of seeing divorce in an ugly way. And I didn't want that for my daughter. So if you have children, don't think about anything other than the kids through that divorce, whether that's the conversations you're having in front of them, whether that's, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people use children as 
as a way to get back at the other. And that is so incredibly wrong. And so I think just really putting those kids first and not thinking about yourself in a divorce. Um, I know I've been talking about how important it is to like take care of yourself and all of that. And I guess, let me, let me rephrase that. Yes, you want to take care of yourself through a divorce, but as a family unit, and when you're, you're divorcing with children and divorcing um, as a family, those, what you do and say in those moment of times through a divorce can really affect a child throughout their entire life. So um, taking care of yourself, yes, but also thinking of everybody else involved, just not being so close-minded to how everybody else is feeling um, is what is really going to make a difference in my opinion. I, does that make sense? Oh, for sure. And I think sometimes we get caught up saying children are resilient. They're resilient. They'll bounce back. Like it doesn't affect the kids. They don't know what's going on. And that's not true. That is not true. I was a child of divorce. You were a child of divorce. We, I, I can tell even by just talking to you, you knew what was going on. Like you, you can, you can feel it even in the room. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so for our situation, and I know it's not like this for everybody, but for our situation, we both know what those feelings are like um, going through a bad divorce and we didn't want that for our child. So that had us have a different mindset going into divorce already. But if you're not there, you know, say it's, it's one-sided, you're in that mindset, but your significant other isn't. And they're the ones who are, you know, causing the fighting and the, the, he said, she said kind of situation between kids that happens a lot through divorce. That is when it gets tricky. And I don't know if I, can give any advice on that because I just, I haven't experienced that, but I would say the best thing you can do is just be there, um, and bite your tongue and do the best thing you can for those kids. Lead by example and, um, take care of yourself, have a huge support system, a strong support system, whether that's family or friends. My friends are what got me through uh, my divorce here. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my family was wonderful, but my friends were here. They were physically here. And, um, it was, it, the, the support system is huge. Um, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's like, I couldn't agree more saying, but I have never been divorced, but I do know how important that support system is. You know, what's also really good is that, uh, sometimes silence is the best last word. Like you don't need to attend every argument you're invited to. Like you can just let it go. Absolutely. Let it go. And then go to your friends and complain all you want, <laughs> but just, yeah. it doesn't to happen. <laughs> For sure. Now, what has this been like sharing this journey on YouTube? Because, you know, your business is your mm -hmm. life and you share your life with the internet. How, did you have to implement any boundaries around that? Yeah, you definitely, I've learned along the way. Let me just start by saying that you learn along the way, you learn what you're comfortable sharing and what you're not. But the beautiful thing about what I do is I decide what information I want to be put out there. And, um, if there's something I'm comfortable saying that I'm okay talking about, I'll say it. I think the number one thing I went into having this divorce and going and sharing my experience online was that I was never going to say anything negative about Ty. Um, at the time he was referred to as Scarlett's dad or my ex-husband. Um, but I told myself, even, even though there was times I wanted to share how I was really feeling, I was never, ever going to say anything negative about him because I, I would regret that someday. I know I'd regret that someday. Um, so I was very vague um, talking about intimate situations or um, details. People don't need to know details. Do mm -hmm. people, you know, they watch my videos, they know something's going on. 
And I'm comfortable saying like, this is what's happening. Yes, you're going through divorce. The end, you know, that that's really all I need to share because it is personal and it is private. And I'm so happy to be able to um, do what I can to help empower other women in the same situation. But you don't have to share every detail because that is private and um, it, it doesn't need to be shared on the internet always. But it's been challenging, but it's also been a very, very empowering experience sharing this online. And I've connected with so many women who have gone through something similar, whether it is divorcing, going through divorce, or even getting back together with their husbands or exes and hearing those stories and hearing how successful they've been the second time around. It's been very encouraging to me myself. So not only do I feel like I'm able to help others by sharing my story, people are helping me, my subscribers, my followers on Instagram, they have helped me so much through all of this because those stories are what inspired me to give uh, our relationship a new chance. Oh my God. I love that you just said that because I feel the same way. People are always like, oh, you're helping so many people with your community. Like you don't know what a support you are. I'm like, no, you guys are a support for me too. Like this goes both ways. You learn so much from connecting with other people. And it's crazy how many people in the world, every, even though every situation is unique, have so, you have so much in common with, like you would have never connected with them if it weren't for the internet. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think people help me more than I realize I help people. <laughs> yeah. I also love that you had those boundaries around what you share. I think it's Brene Brown says that she doesn't share anything unless she's fully gone through it. Because I think that, you know, especially in these situations, you have to respect that your story isn't Ty's story. And it's the same as me, like in my situation, like my story isn't the same way as other players in my family view the situation. Like we all have different stories, but by sharing it all on the internet, you're, you're sharing someone else's story and it's sometimes not your place to do so. Absolutely. And, and many times when I would talk about our situation, I, and I would get questions like asking, like, how does Ty feel about this? And I would straight up say, I don't feel comfortable speaking for him or sharing his opinions in there. He's been, he's not a huge part of my, um, like my social media business and YouTube, but he does make his appearances every once in a while. And we've sat down and done a couple of videos, um, kind of talking about our new relationship. And that was our kind of our dedicated time to let him talk and, um, to kind of share his thoughts and his opinions on everything. And so I think there's a time and place for other parties to be able to say their words and it should be left at that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. That is definitely how we run things too. Darren will make an appearance every once in a while. It's kind of like pokeroo, right? Like just like pop in, say hello, and then out they go. But I feel like, I feel like everyone loves to hear the male's perspective. Yes. I, and I love to hear it too, because I, I don't want to speak for him. I want him to speak for himself. Yeah. No kidding. Now, well, thank you so much for popping on the podcast. This story, honestly, you just made my day. It fills me up. I, like I said, I just love, love, love a good uh, love story. So where can people find you? Well, you can find me at YouTube. Um, my name is just Caitlin Nyer. Very, very original. <laughs> and then you can find me at Instagram too. Same, same name. I just go by my full name, Caitlin Nyer. And that is where you can find me a couple other places, but those are my two main. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to link all of your stuff below so people know where to find you. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be following along this story. Happy moving. Thank you, Jamie. Moving in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure that makes things a little more complicated, but you know, you've been through it all. So I'm sure you've got it. It's 2020. Everything's complicated right now. <laughs> no kidding. All right. We will chat soon. Thank you so much, Jamie, for having me. 
Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share on social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.